Come on, man. What is he doing? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. All right. We're going to do our, our uh, kind of, uh, as of late, very, very, uh, I don't know what the word is for it, but our regular bombing run that I've been, you know, putting a lot of together. But I want to talk about something that's happened in crypto. Uh, and I'm specifically pointing to another, you know, kind of landmark um, document decision uh it's regulatory clarity being pushed out piece by piece as he's able to kind of sort out what the best way to do is and you know this is something that crypto has really been waiting on and it's it's profoundly important because the new global financial system is going to be blockchain based it's going to be based on distributed ledgers and uh you know uh, no need for third-party intermediaries, um, a lot of things are changing. And that's today, that's that's significant to even what we're talking about with the election and Trump and so forth, because today the dollar is so strong because it's the global reserve currency. Because if you want to buy oil, you first have to buy into the dollars and then buy the oil. If, you were, if you're in some, uh, you know, South American country, and you want to send a remittance, you might have to buy into the peso first, so you can then buy into the dollar, then you can get the dollars liquid around the world. That's what makes it the global reserve currency. And, you know, of course, every one of those hops, you're paying an additional fee, you're paying another intermediary, it adds time, it adds delay, it adds um, uh, margins, it adds fees. And that's why this global financial system is such a wreck today. And What's coming is changing it, but what's been happening, at least here in the U.S., is they have been just dragging their feet. Uh, you've got Jay, I already have Clayton talking about, I've already given regulatory, I hope I already have, hope I already have. And he's like, they're, they're sitting there telling him, no, Jay, no, you haven't. Uh, well, finally, Brian Brooks gets in here. He's been appointed by Trump. Uh, he comes in and he talks about, you know, and right away, like, issues a document giving regulatory clarity uh, to the banks that I think they can hold crypto asset, they can custody them. Uh, and that was like right out of the gate. Well, today he put out something else. Um, let me see. Well, I've actually got it. Today he came out with this sort of, uh, I don't know if it's a memorandum or what, but it's basically giving the banks, hey, here's our position on what you guys should be able to do in this new digital world, right? And so this is the, he's head of the OCC, Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. And today he published a letter clarifying national banks and federal savings associations authority to participate in independent node verification networks, what they're calling INVN, uh, which is basically a generic term for blockchains, right? and use stable coins to conduct payment activities and other bank permissible functions. So you can set up a blockchain, you can use the stable coins and, and you can use that for, you know, for your payments basically. So he's created essentially an, or, or he hasn't created, he's given the banks um, the certainty that they need 
to plug in to these various blockchains and especially stable coins and create a decentralized settlement network. That's huge. That's really, really huge because today you have, you know, we're waiting on like faster payments task force and they're two years out, you know, at the Fed trying to push this thing in. Meanwhile, China's already rolled theirs out and Iran's using it as their prim primary trading pair. And, you know, all these other things are happening with BRICS and so forth. Well, he's just like cutting through the bullshit and creating uh, the kind of clarity and certainty that these guys need. And it's all, it's not coincidence that it's all happening together with the Ripple lawsuit, with the um, FinCEN regulations and what the Treasury's trying to sneak in. We're going to talk about that probably tomorrow. It looks like, um, I, can't, I think it was Patrick Byrne has caught wind of that. I've been trying to get their attention to show them, hey, there's this other stuff the Treasury's doing to uh, destroy privacy. And I think they might have, somebody might have gotten that message to them. Um, so we're going to, and if anybody's got an end to one of those guys, I would love to get them, Lynn or Patrick on to talk through like what they're doing on the cryptocurrency side and really bring them up to speed so that they know how to address that and how to talk about it and how to attack it and so forth and let people know uh, what the globalists are trying to do uh, with our privacy and, and all the KYC AML ridiculousness that they're trying to push push through right now while all this is going on you know never let a good crisis go to waste okay <clears throat> while governments in other countries have built real-time payment networks the united states has relied on our innovation sector to deliver real-time payments technologies some of these technologies are built and managed by bank consortia and some are based on independent node verification networks such as blockchains uh, said acting comptroller of the currency brian p brooks the president's working group, I might have to call him Brian Books because he's so damn smart. I think that's going to be his name. <laughs> okay. Uh, the president's working group on fin financial markets recently articulated a strong framework for ushering in uh, an era of stablecoin-based financial infrastructure, identifying important risks while allowing those risk risks to be managed in a technology agnostic way. Okay. Well, that's a word salad right there. So bring in this new stablecoin-based financial structure, make sure the banks understand and manage the risks, but that's where we want to go. That's what the president's working group was. Now, why are they using stablecoins? Because they don't have the volatility of other cryptocurrencies. They're pretty much pegged right around a dollar within you know, a few tenths or hundredths of a cent. <clears throat> they can use the blockchain to settle in you know, near real time, and they don't have to go through some third party or wait on the fed to get their act together because clearly that's not happening they have no incentive in uh setting uh their minions free so he's just he's basically clearing the way and that's what this group was designed to do our letter removes any legal uncertainty about the authority of banks to connect to blockchains as validator nodes and thereby transact stablecoin payments on behalf of customers who are increasingly demanding the speed, efficiency, interoperability, and low costs associated with these products. Uh, kind of what we just described. The agency letter concludes a national bank or federal savings association may validate, store, and record payments 
uh, transactions by serving as a node on the INVN. Um, a bank may use an INVN and related stablecoins to carry out other permissible payment activities. In developing these technologies, a bank must comply with applicable law and safe and sound and fair banking practices. It's not it's not mentioned in the summary, but in the actual article, which I think the web page, I tried to download it several times, and that's what you get. Let me see if it's back yet. Oh, of course, now it's going to work. <laughs> Somewhere in here, there is a section, let's see if we can find it real quick, where I think he actually talks about them uh, being able to issue. Let me see if I can find. If I can find the word issue in here. Yeah, it's in there. Encouraging issuers. Yeah, no, those are all references. Anyway, somewhere in this document, it talks about them, the banks, actually being able to issue their own if that's what they want to do. Uh, so he's basically clearing the way for them to, you know, set up a node, start processing transactions, start accepting payments, start sending out payments. And you have this decentralized uh, last mile settlement network all of a sudden. Because, you know, and that's one of the hardest problems Ripple's been working to solve in all of these markets around the world. And what their approach has been was to partner with MoneyGram, buy a stake in the company, uh, get them to, you know, go around the world, upgrade all of their APIs to their new digital uh, format, and basically uh, solve that last mile settlement problem. And the U.S., we've, you know, it's all the only option we've uh, been presented with really so far is either the uh, there's a private version of um, the clearinghouse uh, forget the other acronym for it and the faster payment system which is years out still and now like right out of the blue here's stable coins banks go out create your own settlement networks do whatever you like just you know be safe about it uh, manage your risks and so forth I think that's huge. Now, what does it mean for XRP? Well, it means you, you're going to have a last mile settlement network. It means you're going to have uh, better liquidity. Remember, they're plugging into this liquidity engine to help them rebalance and, re and settle transactions and so forth. So I think it's another good thing, right? Um, it's also, you know, eventually people talk about reserve as well. That's also something that's going to benefit. That's kind of a global stablecoin that's starting off as a uh, dollar-backed or dollar-pegged asset, but eventually they want to move away. They're going to go through, I think it was three phases. I did a video on this about six months ago. Uh, you have a RSR reserve asset, and then you have the actual reserve stablecoin, uh, RSR and RSV. And, uh, you know, if demand goes up on the stablecoin, the value of the reserve assets will increase as well. Uh, so, I, you know, that's something, it's one of my top holdings, not financial advice, but it's a project that I like and think this kind of model, you know, eventually you could end up replacing something like what Ripple's doing with a, you know, completely decentralized system. Absolutely could see that happen. Now, they've got a long ways to go before they get there. We're probably talking years. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, I, I think those are both, uh, both of these, uh, the reserve protocol as well as what Ripple's doing is going to benefit from this right here. Brian Brooks is doing an absolutely tremendous job with this. All right, let's finish up this article here. Uh, it, it goes through and talks about you know some of the things they need to, uh, some of the enhancements that it brings some of the risks and so forth. Among the compliance risks, uh, banks should guard against potential money laundering activities and terrorist financing by adapting and expanding their compliance programs to ensure compliance with the reporting and record keeping requirements of the BSA, the Banking Secrecy Act or the Bank Secrecy Act, and to address the particular risks of cryptocurrency transactions. So the BSA right now is what they're trying to amend to require uh, KYC AML for all transactions uh, only foreign and domestic now, over um, $250. Current limit is $3,000, which was set, uh, you know, if you adjust that number, that $3,000 number when it was set, it's the equivalent of $20,000 today. So they are completely trying to crack down on this uh, as part of this, and it's it's just, this is what, yeah, this is what I want to talk to Patrick or uh, Lynn, get these guys aware of, what they're trying to do here because the crypto is a trojan horse they're going to say well we don't know if they're international or not so therefore we just assume they're all international and then they've turned all cryptocurrency transactions into traceable uh accounts where they know who you are and they know what you're spending your money on and they you know get all the records and it's like that's crazy because that's going to be all the money moving around soon so um Okay, banks should develop and implement new activities consistent with sound risk management practices and should align with banks' overall business plans and strategies. So that was pretty much the announcement. Sorry, I couldn't get this thing, the actual PDF here working. I really would have liked, if there's good stuff in there, I think we've hit most of the high notes of it, uh, but I'll probably read it uh, just so I have that level of detail. And then... Uh, if there's more to talk about, we'll come back to it. So, okay. And that's him. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get to the bombing run. Grab a drink here. So, I see what he's getting at. The kids aren't his because she's a he. Now, I'm, I'm t saying that, tweeting that in relation to Lynn Wood's tweet. And he, there's a picture here of Obama and Chief Justice um, Thomas, whatever his name is. <sighs> and they're smiling and you know shaking hands or something. You can't see completely, but it looks like it. And he's saying, our country must face the truth about its so-called leaders. The good, bad, and ugly truth. We must expose swamp inhabitants to dis, uh, to dis, to the disinfectant of sunshine. No more dirty little inside the beltway secrets. We need truth. These two men do not even tell us the truth about their adopted children. Who's? I mean, Malik and uh, they're not adopted. That's. That's their kids, right? That's the lie that we were sold, or that's what we were told. Is that the truth? Or was Obama just groomed and put in this position? Because I think that's probably much more likely to happen. 
and Michelle may not be biologically able to have children, but they needed that nuclear family to sell this. So let's just make it. Well, somebody had to do that paperwork. And what Lynn's suggesting is that that was this guy, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. It's going to get really interesting here, folks. Okay. This is Trump's call with Ratberger. Uh, he's talking about what's going on in Georgia uh, and some interesting things happened on here. I've got a quote. We'll find it at 27 minutes, but I want to play uh, this little section from 18 minutes right here. And I want you to understand the kind of um, the strategy and what, like, what they're doing. Because Ratberger's coming out like, we, we just haven't found anything. We've looked. We've had great people looking at it, and we're just not finding it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's nothing to see here, Mr. Trump. I won't give Dominion a pass because we found too many bad things, but... We don't need Dominion or anything else. We have, we, have all, we have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct... You, the people of Georgia are angry. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and I mentioned a little bit about this yesterday. So he's kind of like he's got the big components of what's happening with the fraud. It's a little confused, just like it is to me, confusing keeping up with all the different states. I'm sure he's dealing with this, the same kind of thing. Um, okay. And, and when you get into the details, that's where he gets lost and his lawyers will step in and kind of contradict him sometimes. So he doesn't know everything about what's happening. But uh, I want you to listen to like what they say in response and then what the lawyer says. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated because uh, the 2,236 and absentee ballots, I mean, they're, they're all exact numbers that were, were done by accounting firms, law firms, etc. And even if you cut them in half, cut them in half, and cut them in half again, it's more votes than we need. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Uh, you've just got, you've got the wrong data. That's the problem here. Uh, we, we talked to the congressmen, and they were surprised. But they, uh, I guess there was a person named Mr. Raynard that came to these meetings that's Matt Brainerd. We've shown you some of his, uh, his data, some of his testimony that he's presented in these hearings throughout these bombing runs. Presented data. And he said that there was dead people, I believe it was upward of 5,000. The actual number were two. Two. Two people that were dead that voted. And so that's wrong. That was two. Well, Cleta, how do you respond to that? I mean, you tell me. Well, well I, I will because say, Mr. Secretary, one of the things that we have requested, and we did, what we said was, and if you look at the, if you read our petition, it said that we took the names and birth years, and you know we had certain information available to us. We have asked from your office for records that only you have. 
So they're saying your data is wrong. The Trump team has been asking them, give us the proper data. And their response is, oh, it's against the law to give you that data. And so we said there's a universe. But you're wrong. Of people who have the same name and same birth year and died. But we don't have the records that you have. And one of the things that we have been suggesting. Birth and death records are, you can't give those out? Hmm? Formally and informally for weeks now is to try, is for you to make available to us the records that would be necessary but, to confirm. But, Cleta, even before you do that, Cleta, even before you do that, and not even including that. That's why I hardly even included that number, although in one state we have a tremendous amount of dead people. So I don't know. I'm sure we do in Georgia, too. I'm sure we do in Georgia, too. But um, is that we're so far ahead. We're so far ahead of these numbers. Even the phony ballots of uh, a known scammer. Sorry. You know the Internet? You know what was trending on the Internet? Where's because they thought you'd be in jail. I want to take whoever uh, edited this thing and uh, hit him with a. It's crazy. It's crazy. That was the minimum number is eighteen thousand. Don't need to probably, make it that loud, dude. But the minimum number is eighteen thousand. Night where she ran back in there when everybody was gone and stuff. She stuffed the ballot boxes. Let's face. It. Okay, this is the part I wanted to get you to. So, that that initial part, I just wanted you to hear, kind of like that's the. That's the narrative that they're putting forth is Trump, everything that you've put forth, it's just not true. There's nothing to it. Uh, you know, you have the you have bad data. You're, all of your experts are incorrect in their analysis and they have not found anything and we've looked and there's nothing to find. And the lawyers are like, yeah, we've, we've been asking you for better data and you've been stonewalling us this whole time. So now we're moving into the suitcase ballots pulled out from under the table where they were hidden for like, you know, six, eight hours. I think they mentioned the time of when they were placed there, but not by who. And they, of course, wait till everybody leaves. They tell them there's a pipe burst. We got to y'all have to get out. We're going to resume counting ballots in the morning. They wait an hour or so, get the phone call. Remember the phone call that came in and then, yeah. Okay, okay, and then the ballots come out of the table and they, the four of them are there for a couple hours running tens of thousands of ballots through. So a lot of them multiple times. They're, Ratberger's sitting there saying, no, they didn't run any ballots through multiple times. There was nothing unusual about that. That was all normal. I mean, it's, it's fucking amazing what they're saying. And you got to wonder why. We're going to get to the why later on but i want to start with this Brad, i mean I, they did it in slow motion replay magnified right she stuffed the ballot boxes they were stuffed like nobody's ever seen them stuffed trump sounds like somebody on uh tv watching some crime show can you zoom in enhance 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 <laughs> before so there's a term for it when it's a machine instead of a ballot box but uh she <clears> stuffed <throat> the machine she stuffed the ballot each each ballot went three times. They were showing, here's ballot number one, here it is the second time, third time, next ballot. I mean, 
look, Brett, this is we we have a new tape that we're going to release. It's devastating. And by the way, that one event, that one event is much more than the 11,000 votes that we're talking about. It's, uh, you know, that one event was a a disaster. Uh, it's it just, you know, but it was it it was something that uh, it can't be disputed. And again, we have a version. Oh, that you have but to it, see, can. But it can, it uh, can, Donald. Listen it, to him; he's going to dispute uh, magnified. it. It's magnified, and you can see every everything. And she put, for some reason, they put it in three times each ballot, and I don't know why. But you know why? I don't know why three times. Why not five times, right? But uh, yeah, go ahead. You're you're talking about uh, the State Farm video, and mm-hmm. I think it's extremely unfortunate that Rudy Giuliani or his people, they sliced and diced that video and took it out of context. Bull fucking shit. We watched that video presented to the conference. They walked through it. It was all in order. Remember Megabitch in the black, hair pulled back, totally gave that lady, that, uh, that congresswoman, I think she was, or maybe a senator, who's like not supposed to be part of the election, but was actually working. There's pictures of her working to count ballots in an election that she's running in. And she was the one freaking out. Oh, this has all been disputed. No, I'm, how can you do that? Remember her like raising her voice because she was flipping the fuck out because she knows, oh, I'm about to go to jail if this doesn't stop. That was not taken out of context. We, we know exactly how that unfolded. So this guy is just straight up lying through his teeth. When I call him Ratburger, he is a fucking rat. He's bought and sold, paid for by the Chinese, and he'll do whatever they tell him because we're, you're going to find out the kind of leverage and blackmail that they hold over these people. It's pretty shocking. The next day, we brought in WSB TV, and we let them show, see the full run of tape. And what you'll see, the events that transpired are nowhere near what was, pro- was uh, projected by... You but know, where were the poll watchers? Uh, so we didn't see the people run out of the room, because that's exactly what I saw. I saw that uh, the, the daughter come in with the blonde braids. You know, the, the election, uh, what was she, registration director or something? Tell everybody to leave. Everybody gets up, leaves. Four of them hang around. The guy comes in, gets the phone call, then they pull the ballots out and start running them. And then they stop. The news found out that they stopped or that they were still counting. The poll watchers and the people that were working in the room found out that that's what they did. Forced their way back to the room. Had to argue with security. And of course they had left like 30 minutes uh, prior to that and just missed them. That's what happened. That was the order of events. There was no editing. I showed you the timeline at the bottom in that video, which showed the four cameras and remember the gaps. Those gaps were there because there was no motion on the camera. So it stops recording until there's motion. And then it puts video footage back in. You They didn't cut that. That was the raw footage that we were looking at and you could see where they moved the timeline. So Brad is straight up lying his ass off right now. He will say literally anything 
doesn't matter how stupid it looks because if he, he if he doesn't get away with this he might not survive is Brad there were no poll watchers there there were no Democrats or Republicans there was no security there it was late in the evening or late in the early in the morning and there was nobody else in the room where were the poll watchers and why did they say a water main broke which they did and which is reported in in the newspapers they said they left they ran out because of a water main break and there was no water main there was nothing there was no break there was no water main break um there was a toilet that overflowed earlier that morning and was fixed long before that evening that was just a lie but where if you if you take out everything where were the Republican poll watches? Even where were the Democrat poll watches? Because there were none. And then you say, well, they left their station. You know, if you look at the tape, and this was, it, this was reviewed by professional police and, and detectives and, and other people. Uh, when they left in a rush, everybody left in a rush because of the water main, but everybody left in a rush. These people left their station. When they came back, they didn't go to their station. They went to the, uh, the apron wrapped around the table under which were thousands and thousands of ballots in a box that was not a, an official or a sealed box. And then they took those and they went back to a different station. So if they would have come back, they would have walked to their station and they would have continued to work but they couldn't do the even that because that's illegal because they had no republican poll watchers and remember her it's reputation true. is 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 devin she's known all over the internet brett she's known all over it i'm telling you where's where uh one of the hot items on the they knew her where's uh so brad you know this there can be no justification for that sorry and i i you know, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but that was... Great job on this, Fred, Washington why Post. Why did they put the, the uh, votes in three times? You know, they put them in three times. They, the Listen to this. They did not put that. We, we, com we did an audit of that, and we proved conclusively that they were not scanned three times. Oh, wow. Well, where was everybody okay. else at that late time in the morning? So they did an audit, and these tens of thousands of ballots that all came in for Joe Biden during that period... Nothing to see here, folks. Where was everybody? Where were the Republicans? And, uh, you know, we don't really have an answer for why there were no poll watchers there. But it was all above board because we checked it out. We got our compromised FBI agents, our compromised uh, Georgia investigators. Worked with my compromised office staff. Where were the security guards? Where were the people that were there just a little while before when everyone ran out of the room? How come, how come we had no security in the room? Why did they run to the bottom of the table? Why did they run there and just open the skirt and rip out the, uh, and rip out the votes? I mean, Brad. And they were sitting there, I think, for five hours or something like that. The there votes. it is. But they just all happened to run back and go. So I haven't seen when the ballot showed up, when they were put under there. There is the video. Remember the guy who was like taking the paper and crumpling it up and throwing it down while he was sorting ballots that was supposedly some information card and he's like giving the finger to uh, all these votes that were going for Trump. 
Well, he there's a video of him going to this table, pulling pulling out the thing, looking in there, seeing what it is, closing it back up, and going yes or something like that. So like they knew they knew what was going on. These were what mail-in ballots that didn't somehow miraculously get folded after going through the mail. You know, Brad. Yeah, Mr. President, we'll send you the link from WSB that does. I, I don't care about a link. I don't need it. I have a, I a have, much. Brad, I have a much better Secretary, link. I, I will tell you, I've seen the tape, the full tape. So has Alex. We've watched it, and what we saw and what we've confirmed in the timing is that they made everybody leave. We have sworn affidavit saying that. But yeah, I know well, I, I do. Nothing other than that, just a child. Get out. And our estimate is that there Listen were roughly 18,000 ballots. We don't know that. If you know that. It was 18,000 like ballots, but they used each one three times. Well, so I don't the, know about that, but yeah, I know Well, that I, I do, I do because we, have it, we had ours magnified out. <laughs> so there he is. Magnify, enhance, magnify, enhance. So he thinks it was 18,000 times three. Uh, the lawyer, who's probably much more... Uh, involved in the details and the specifics is saying, uh, no, it's not. It's not. It was just 18,000 total. So but, uh, each, each one watched, magnified out I've of watched it, the entire time three. But, but, you know, but nobody can make a case for that, Brett. Nobody. I mean, look, that's you'd have to be a child to think anything other than that. Just a child. <laughs> I mean, you have you never <laughs> trouble how, with an attorney how there. Many ballots, how many ballots, Mr. Secretary, are you saying that were processed in? He just called him a child. Oh, I yeah, love that. Thoroughly investigate that. We had our. This is Ryan Germany. We had our law enforcement officers talk mm -hmm. to everyone mm -hmm. uh, who was who was there after that event came to light. And they said nothing unusual. This was just typical night where you know all the swing states stopped counting simultaneously, and then t tens, if not hundreds of thousands, of Biden-only ballots come in. And he wins it. I mean, there's just nothing to see here, folks. Uh, the GBI was with them as well as um, FBI agents. Um, well, there's, there's no way they could buy. Then they're incompetent. They're, they're either dishonest well, they or find? incompetent. Okay, there's only two answers, dishonesty or incompetence. There's just no way. Look, there's no way. And on the other well, thing I said, too, there's no way. I mean, there's no way that these things could have been, you know, you have all these different people that, that voted, but they don't live in Georgia anymore. Uh, what was that number, Clay? That was a pretty good number, too. Yeah. Well, the, the number who had registered out of state after they moved from Georgia. Um, and so they they had a date when they moved from Georgia. They registered to vote out of state. And Anyway, that goes on and on. But you get the idea. I mean, it's just we're going to say there's nothing to see here. And these guys are like, what are you talking about? We have the videotape. Are you insane? And it's amazing. It's amazing watching this whole thing unfold. And it, it just shows you how corrupt this whole system, this whole process has become. That's what, what it's shown me. I mean, I knew it was bad, but like I had no idea there were so many layers of bad, of bad people abusing their authority and throwing away their integrity. All right. 
I'm asking, is this what panic looks like? Breaking all 10 living former U.S. Secretaries of Defense, Carter, Cheney, Cohen, Esper, Gate, Hagel, Mathis, Panetta, Perry, and Rumsfeld have just written a Washington Post piece demanding Republicans peacefully transfer power to the Biden administration. <clears throat> Most of these names, Cheney, Rumsfeld, Panetta, uh, I'm sure, I think Cohen, I don't know the others, all around during 9-11, probably had a hand in that. They're panicking. Like, do you write something like this if you're not worried, if Biden's, you know, got, got the end and he's won and this thing's over? Here's a hint. No, no, you don't. Okay. Now, two things that were interesting in that call. We didn't find the audio, uh, but he's, he's, Trump made a comment in there that really caught my attention. He noticed him, essentially. He's like, okay, well, now you didn't know, but uh, you've been given notice, and now you know, or you know, something along those lines. Uh, let me see if we can actually find it in here, because there's the transcript. And you know, I think no is going to be used so many freaking times that that's not going to help. Um, anyway, but it, I, I think this was like, it served a couple purposes uh, to get him on the record, you know, get him to, to put his narrative down as this is what happened. We found nothing. They brought up the signature audit and he's like, well, Brad, you performed a signature audit in the county where there was no allegations of fraud and what about Gwinnett or whatever it was that's where we found fraud and he's like well we looked and we didn't find any fraud there so no need to do the audit but over here we found some might be fraud so that's why we did it there it's like you're so full of shit Brad um anyway so I, I think that was partly to have this out there in the public record and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Trump that leaked it, right? As part of this whole propaganda thing that Christopher Miller has underway right now. Um, but it could have been, uh, you know, Ratburger as well. Doesn't really matter. Um, they're going to know, people are going to know when the truth comes out that this guy will sit there and straight up lie to their face and tell them who you're going to trust, basically, me or your lion eyes. I mean, that was, that was essentially his argument. Um, yeah, so I don't find notice. I can't remember exactly the wording that he used, but it was, um, it was very apparent that like he was, that was a legal statement, not a, I'm chatting with you, but I am, I'm, I'm noticing you in a in a legal context now there's this tweet right here from jack uh prosebeck he's pointing out white house planning to refer brad brad ratberger wapole leak to secret service i guess it was his leak then uh, of this phone call to secret service for investigation under national security grounds of the espionage act 
and somebody's replying to that, just realize what Trump did. He set up Ratberger for him to be investigated for violating national security under the Espionage Act. While this is being done, they'll be able to dig up all the dirt on him, including kickbacks in his relationship with China, the DNC, and Dominion. Yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's done. And I think that's, well, the notice part was it. There's a propaganda angle to it. They'll be able to have this to show that he just straight lied to everybody's face. Uh, and, you know, potentially this was part of the plan or just something that, uh, you know, they were able to go after because he leaked the call. <clears throat> okay. Let's back up there. Uh, Biden has decided... We're not going to have a big inauguration and has taken the parade viewing stands down that were being set up for the inauguration early because they're afraid it's going to turn into a massive MAGA rally starting, I think that's today, tomorrow, and the next day. Uh, there are reports tonight that Beijing Biden canceled his inaugural parade. Uh, we don't know for certain the parade viewing stands were taken down this week. I don't know. Uh, but there is, you know, we talked about yesterday how they were shutting down hotels, ordering the mayor's ordering Washington, D.C. closed basically for three days. I don't know how effective that's been or what, but it's interesting to me that all of a sudden things are starting to pull back a little bit. I, I think, you know, hope we're coming to the grand finale here. They need to get this stuff out and stop talking and start um, putting forth what they got, the facts. So, okay. And then there was a report of this UN flag flying over downing street there's some people saying oh that's not downing street dummy and this and that i think what it is i read through the comments is um somebody who was a you know worked in the government for a long time was tied to the un died and they're flying it in his honor maybe i don't know this kind of stuff is interesting with everything else going on behind the scenes um and so yeah let's go talk about that a little bit so i did a video yesterday or last night after the bombing run where we talked about what Lenwood tweeted out kind of late into the night and it's um it's pretty disturbing he just dropped some bombshells here's the link to it and i put it out on um on rumble.com and I don't want to play the whole thing and you know I've been on the but anyway I, I walk through basically what he's exposing in this video in his series of of uh, tweets which I think I've linked in here somewhere well He's talking about basically Cappy, who is this actor that 
forced himself off a bridge, apparently, uh, and was spilling the beans about his involvement in pedophilia and his friend, his other actor friend that got him into this world uh, and some of the evil and, and stuff that's behind it and how sophisticated it is and uh, talked about the children and so forth. Well, Lynn Wood basically came out and said, uh, they're, let me, let me see if I can find it. Wow, he got 100,000 followers since yesterday. This is blowing up. It, there is this video, some kind of bathroom video. Um, this might get me kicked off of everywhere. But we'll see. This is one of the videos. Like, what is going on here? That little kid looks terrified, and who the hell is this guy? And so they're apparently, according to what Lynn's saying, uh, they're giving these guys a kid, gun, telling them to rape them and kill them. And they're recording it on video. And that's the kind of leverage that some of these guys have now. Cappy says he didn't kill anybody. Um, so I guess there's varying levels to this. But he's made allegations against the Supreme Court justice, against a lot of people, uh, and nobody's coming after him. And you got to ask, why is that the case? Uh, and he's done another fireside chat, so I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, let me see if I can find, yeah, he's talking about CCP, CIA, Mossad, FBI, MI6, or all these organizations that are employing this tactic. And he says, I would never make an accusation without having a reliable source for it. Stakes are too high. So I did due diligence to validate the accuracy of the shocking information I'm revealing tonight. I'm entirely comfortable that you are learning the truth, a truth that explains much. And he goes through and explains this and he, you know, that there was this hacker group that penetrated one of these agencies, got this evidence, um, gave it to Cappy. Cappy tried to get it to Trump, gave it to a couple friends, gets thrown off the bridge. Lynn's claiming it was murder. Uh, I guess these guys eventually seek out Lynn Wood, get him the evidence. Now he's got it. He's seen it. That's why he's freaking out with all of these tweets lately. You know, I've been saying, like, I don't know what's going on with him, where these tweets are coming from, but now we know. Like, he's got this. And I'm sitting there telling him, no, don't try and get it to the right authorities. That hasn't worked. Put it on torrent. Pick out three. Put it on torrent. Get the fucking dam cracked, right, and let the floods come. Instead of this, well, we've got to do the right thing. No. If this is real, get it out and stop with this drama theatrics bullshit, you could already have this out today and the, the world could be uh, digesting this in absolute shock and horror. And they have a right to know that that's what's going on, that these are the people running their lives, dictating all this bullshit to them. But I don't... 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't have it. If I did, that's what I'd fucking do with it and let the consequences be damned because people have a right to know this. People should be able to see this if it's real. Simple as that. And then there's no more, you, you know, you do that and there's no more denying this as rumor. We'll have the real videos and anybody that wants to can go and see it. So. All right. So really interesting stuff. We'll be talking about that more tomorrow. Uh, he's also somewhere in here tapped about what the Treasury's trying to do and how they're trying to sneak one through, I think. Let me see if I can find that. But, I, I mean, basically they're claiming Trump's so isolated by the people surrounding him that they can't get this information. That's why he's putting it out on Twitter. I don't know. I mean, it could be a situation where the military has all this stuff already. They're going to roll it out in, you know, some kind of redacted form or whatever. Uh, and this is just theatrics to start the rumors kind of thing. Could be either. So I don't know. Law enforcement. Yeah. So this was the end where he said, I'll provide it to Trump, Flynn, or Sidney Powell. I trust them. Of course, I guess, okay, I guess Lynn is not in the hotel with, uh, with them at Trump Towers. So, but yeah, I think it's going to be dark, really dark when this finally breaks, if it ever does. But uh, it is what it is. So, all right. If you guys have questions you want to ask, you can do that in the chat. Oh, yeah, they're talking about. Oh, boy. Okay. So this is the video. Somebody sent me a link to the video. I'll watch that later. I'm not going to watch it on stream. So, okay. Let's see what you guys have or questions. Let's see. Rant, rant, rant. <laughs> you know, like four years of it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And like, they're still, they're acting like, I don't know if they're acting, if they're, if they're putting on a show to, you know, make people aware of how corrupt things are, all right, I kind of sort of get it. If you're really in this predicament where you can't even get to Trump and you've got this supposed evidence that's like incredibly damning and this and that, and nobody, you know, you can't really trust anybody to take it and do anything with it, release it to the public, all right? We've, we've solved this problem. We have this thing called torrents. I'm sure they're worried like, oh, is this, I'm going to be publishing child pornography or whatever. You're holding it now. Like, do you not think that this is so freaking important 
that it needs to be out there. Because I do. I mean, think of the ramifications, the implications of this, of how big this is, how many people are compromised, how high up this goes. I mean, this goes beyond the government and the president and the Federal Reserve Bank, all of it. So, all right. Um, is it possible Ethereum's considered a security? I don't know. I mean, seems like it could be. I think Ripple's going to sort it out one way or the other with this. That's what this case is really about in my, in my mind anyway. It's just so unusual. I think they did it as a way. It was either out of spite because Trump, because uh, Clayton's just a dick or it's, uh, it's a way for them to trigger, you know, things that they need to fall into place to move forward with that clarity. Do you think it's logical to think 10 defense secretaries could be planning a coup or is that crazy town? It's not that they're planning a coup, it's that they've been compromised. And if the whole fact that, you know, most of the government has been compromised comes out, they're gonna go down because they're dirty. So it's not about them trying to plan a coup to overthrow Trump. It's about them trying to save themselves. And yes, I think that's absolutely a realistic thing to consider. And I don't think that's crazy town. And I don't appreciate you misstating that slightly. Although I'm not convinced that's what you're trying to do. Okay. Uh, when are we going to take this into our own hands and come together and get these sick people out of power? I don't know. I mean, you know how the government's going to play that and how they're going to respond. So. Here, let me look at that. Just a second. Okay, that's from. Yeah, all right. I'm not going to cover that. Okay. Did you see the end of the prayer, amen and a woman? Yeah, I did. It's, you know, it's the language. They're trying to transform society by transforming our thinking, which is based on the words that we use. And when they start eliminating and putting in this new speak, they get to take society in interesting and different ways. And that's what they're doing, right? Okay, think Christmas morning could have been a North Korea present. I don't know what you're implying there. I'm not really sure. So. Did you see the ballots with no barcodes on them? So, yeah, I've been trying to find that tweet, but um, there are ballots that came out of the warehouse uh, where, you know, part of these, these investigators have found that Trump ballots were, or, or sorry, ballots going to Republican districts were printed one way and ballots going to Democratic districts were going, were printed a different way. And there's a little uh, bullseye symbol 
that's kind of like an alignment mark that goes on the ballot and it's looking for, you know, a little crosshair in there. And because they're off a little bit, those ballots get rejected. And the same with the barcode down the side, they were shifted. So they shifted them all a little bit and did it along, you know, ballots going to Republican versus Democratic areas so that those Republican, Republican ballots would get flagged and they're likely to be Trump voters. Then they get to go through the magic adjudication system where they can wipe out the tra- tra- the chain of custody and mark those up whatever way they want. It's a great system for them. They really like it. All right. Uh, I, so maybe I haven't seen the ones with no barcodes on them, but um, I don't doubt that they're out there. You research the word notifying in the transcript. Thank you. Let's do that. Okay, there you go. Yes. So, um, and you are going to find out that they are. I think this is Trump speaking, which is totally illegal. It is more illegal for you than it is for, for them because you know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a criminal uh, that's a criminal offense, and you can't let that happen. That's a big risk to you and uh, to Ryan, your lawyer. So he's not just pointing to Ratberger, but his lawyer who's defending him, like saying, look, buddy, you could go down with your your uh, swamp creature friend here if you like. Uh, and that's a big risk, but they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. This is from Lynn Wood's uh, tweet. Uh, And then they are removing machinery and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines. Uh, And if you can't let it happen and you can't let it happen, and if you're letting it happen, you know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. Like there's this whole concept of uh, willful, knowingly, willfully uh, kind of thing in law. Those are two words that are used in front of a crime. So if you do something knowingly, then uh, you're definitely subject to the criminal charge. And so here he is notifying him that this is what's happening, Brad. You need to do something about it. And when he does nothing about it, he will not have the room, uh, the legal leg to stand on to say, well, I didn't do that knowingly. I didn't know that that was going on. Trump's told him on a call. It's been broadcast to the American people. So thank you for digging that up, uh, Jeff. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, let's see what else you guys got. Maybe we went over this, but did Kamala get sworn in as a senator, or was that just for swearing in? I don't know. I haven't, I'm not sure on that. <coughs> so I know she hasn't relinquished her seat but that's a, that's a good question. I, I, I'm not sure. Don't know what to tell you. Maybe somebody in the audience knows. Suicide weekend coming. Do you have popcorn? I don't know. There was, I forget what it was. Somebody resigned, high-level government official. I, I think it was a attorney, uh, one of the state uh, AGs somewhere that resigned for... Uh, you know, some bullshit reason, probably. I think it could be happening. 
Sam, the Rothschilds are untouchable. Well, they have been for a long time, but I think this stands the best chance of uh, routing them out. Didn't mean to imply uh, holding that opinion is crazy. Nope, don't worry about it. Uh, I'm asking for your opinion. If I was crazy, you've opened my mind to a lot since Thanksgiving. Okay, I got you. Yeah, like, that's the thing that Lynn, you know, that was the, the significance of what Lynn was talking about last night is just how deep this goes, how many of these people have been brought into this good old boys club. You have, uh, you know, the deep state, you have Hollywood doing it, you have Epstein doing it, you have the Canadian version of Epstein doing it. You have, the, you have Jimmy Seville doing the same thing, hanging out with the royal family. They knighted him. He's probably murdered hundreds of children, murdered and raped hundreds of children. And it's all about to come out. And, you know, if Len's got this tape, like this is the magnitude of what he's talking about here. He's got this tape and like he's going to seriously run the risk of letting it get buried again. And letting these people take control of the most powerful military, most powerful government in the world. Okay. Yeah, I guess don't publish it. Try and get it to specific people instead of, you know, everyone at the same time. Okay. What's the point of the camera angle showing the back of your head? It's the studio view. All right. Does there have to be a point? It's just a little changes it up a little bit. Uh, I did watch the interview with Greg Kidd saying he was uh, deep state in regards to the SEC versus the Ripple lawsuit. Yeah. I'll probably cover that. I want to do like a ripple summary, go back, touch on the lawsuit. There's some things that have come out, uh, some things I got wrong in the video to address, um, things like that, as well as, you know, like a bearable guy video. I just, I'll do them when I feel like it's, uh, yeah, like opportune time. So, all right. Have you heard about the hacking of black start? I have not the technical detail blueprints of how the U.S. would restore power if there was a major blackout. Okay, I did. I heard that Russia may have accessed that, but I don't know if that was proven true or if it was proven to be them. But that's interesting. That's one of the, you know, the big threats facing the U.S., I would say. Kim Jong-un promised America a Christmas present if talks didn't go well, then space shark laser. Okay. I don't know. That's weird. I haven't, I'll have to dive down that rabbit hole at some point. Are you going to get vaccinated? Nope. I think I'd rather take the risk. I take vitamins. That's my, that's my preventative measure. And I take serious, um, you know, like right here. There you go. Those are my vitamins that I take every day. Two of those. <laughs> it's a lot. Hillary never went to jail. Why do you think Biden will or is she next? That's part of this whole thing is bringing them all down. But seeing how much resistance Trump is getting to trying to do these things should be eye-opening as far as what's coming, right? That's, that's what I think. They've had to remove all of these insurance policies, all of these people that would make it go away 
in order to, you know, that's how big and massive and powerful this deep state has become. It's, it's multinational. It spans multiple intelligence agencies in countries all around the world. It's got, you know, billionaire globalists supporting it, all the resources it could possibly need. And they can literally take society or governments in any direction they please. And we're seeing exactly what they're doing with that. Changing the vocabulary, tearing down the statues, destroying the economy, destroying our money. This is the end game for them. This is what they've been planning for decades and decades. And here we are to uh, live it. Interesting. Okay. Uh... Hillary never went to jail. Okay, yes, we covered that. I don't know if I can play this video, guys. So I kind of like to review these things before I just throw them on my stream. Oh, okay, this looks... All right, if you would... Uh, uh, oh, it's a 48-minute video. I can't watch a 48-minute video, guys. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, digital asset investor has more than double Sam subs. <laughs> Let that sink in for a day or two. Yeah. Well, you know what? He does daily videos every day, every day, every day. And that's the key. If you want to build a big audience, don't even have to have that great of a message, but consistency and regular content, people will tune in and watch it. I can't stand the volume level that the intro and outro come in at. It's like, oh, it makes me mad every time. The speakers are just screaming. <laughs> and I've offered to try and help him with that, but he, nah, he didn't want it. So whatever. Uh, have you researched the Pacer family? Yes. Main shareholder in the Federal Reserve, old money. Yep. Is that, that, that's kind of, there's people behind the people behind the Rothschilds that we don't even know about. That's how um, deep this whole thing goes. I don't, okay, yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, what are your thoughts on the 180-day countdown to D-class? Is that a narrative change? Yeah, I think so, but that was for ET, uh, UFO, UAP disclosure. Um, I think that's good. I uh, I think it's part of, you know, what's been occurring since the whole TikTok accidental release that they did uh, last year, I believe, or the year before even. It might have been 2019. Um, I think they've been slowly working up to this. It's part of this whole thing. You know, we might even find out they're here and there's some of the people behind some of this or some of the creatures, whatever they are. I don't know, but... I think, uh, yeah, life is about to change in some big ways if this is if they pull this off. Okay, Lynn has some Pence listed in his tweets. It makes me wonder if it's true. Will Trump use that as leverage on Pence, or will he be replaced uh, with potentially Pompeo to conduct the count? I think either is possible. I, I'm on the fence. I don't know what to think, but I think both are uh, possible plans. That video uh, with the kid, that's Steve Carroll. Some people think that, um, and I know it's been out there a while. I, I don't want to say that, but it could be. 
there's a resemblance, but is it him? And that, you know, really there's supposedly a lot of these types of videos. It's pretty disturbing. And remember what um, Sidney Powell said during that speech that she gave at Hillsdale College. She talked about these detect detectives, homicide detectives, watching the tapes, going out of the room to throw up. That's how sick it was, disturbing it was. So, okay, I have to watch that. Time. It was a North Carolina Attorney General. Somebody misspelled that in the comments. That stepped down, unexpectedly. When does a bird sing? Where's Ruby? Ruby is singing. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I heard uh, there was a rumor that she got picked up, and then we haven't seen anything since then. And if she is singing, she's in protective custody, and nobody's seen her. I haven't chased that down, but I wouldn't be surprised. So she knows, like, oh, you're, going, you're, you're in serious trouble. Uh, YouTube channel UTD posted full testimony by an expert about the missing barcodes and bullseye on the ballots. It's a 40-minute video. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so that's what you linked me right here. So we can take a look at that, but it's 40 minutes. I, I try and like to find little relevant segments for you guys. Where's Bill Clinton? Haven't heard a peep since supposedly conspiracy death. Yeah, that too. Like, still kind of waiting for a public appearance of him. What all's going on here? And then, you know, we'll talk about this um, tomorrow. But if we go, no, sorry, I want to go here. There's the, where is it? I think it's in here somewhere. Oh, come on. No, it's still there. All right, watch this. Like, hang on a minute. What is this? I'm looking at it now and I'm like, okay, he's hauling a stack of cardboard for something. You know, he's got some hoses and things sitting on top of it. Maybe it's some kind of irrigation for the guard. You know, they're doing sheet mulching or something like that. I don't know. And then it gets closer. And I'm still like, no, nah, it looks like cardboard boxes. That is a coffin. <laughs> and you get, you get some fairly clear, maybe it's a coffin. I, I don't know. But could that be Bill Clinton for private viewing with Trump? <laughs> it's a coffin. It could be. That's a coffin. That was very strange. Very, very strange. All right. Uh, yeah, okay, Stephen Colbert. That's who I thought I, it was. And not the other guy. Not Carol. Uh, but there's a, there's a series of videos where he calls out Tom Hanks as a pedophile. Bunch of people as a pedophile. Okay. 
funny thing about all of this election, I mean, it seems like they cheated, but if it were me, I would have sent all of the votes to Trump to make it look like he cheated. Uh, I mean, then, well, he's in the, he's the one that could call the audit. I mean, I guess the Democrats could do the audit and then somehow reverse it, but I don't know if that strategy would work. Seems like it would have more moving parts. Uh, this whole election seems odd to me. Yeah, I agree. And Assange is apparently, there's been reports started last night as, as Lynn's tweeting this stuff out about, you know, the pedophiles and child murderers and rapists that these intelligence agencies are compromising on video. And like, that's the evidence that he's seen from this actor that got, uh, that threw himself, forced himself off of a bridge. Um, while all that's going on, Assange is being granted bail, who is WikiLeaks. There's a quote, uh, if, if they knew what I know, 98% of the government would not survive. And I'm just like, mm, yeah, let's, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> All right. see what else you guys want to hit here people running our country are evil yes they are they're corrupted by power uh if you watch the georgia election subcommittee the ballots are in that portion it's a one hour 20 minute mark the guy that invented qr code comes on the screen yeah so i think i've shown him but we can check your time code real quick oh that's 48 minutes so yeah there's another part of the problem Good night, and thank you for tuning in. Bill Clinton was buried at sea. Yeah, okay. I mean, you could say that, but it doesn't make it true. I always want facts and evidence backing it up. Uh, what do you think about Stellar blockchain support, USDC, Biden party, love tech? Uh, could they have pushed this? It's possible, yeah. And, you know, Stellar's been trying a different approach from Ripple. Doesn't mean... They're going to fail. Doesn't mean they'll be successful. I think they probably both will have some success. You know, the rumor kind of conspiracy theory is XRP is the institutional asset. XLM is the, the uh, retail asset. And that's one of how they're going to kind of separate these two. So they are wasting so much time with the suspense BS. They should have dropped the Moab a long time ago. Yeah, I'm, I tend to agree with you. Do you think the Clintons are already in Gitmo? I don't know. I, you know, like I, if this is what's happening, they got to come out with it. You know, you can't just do this forever. I think we're probably coming to a crescendo and we'll see. But uh, I don't know. Just I sit back, watch, observe. I'm just telling you kind of things I see and what I think it might mean. I might be right. I might be wrong. But I think there's some people that really know what they're doing behind a lot of this. Uh, Bill Clinton was at Ripple Swell. I think that was they were trying to um, send the message that we're an established player in the space. He didn't, he didn't know shit about blockchain but they paid him, you know, his $100,000 speaking fee or whatever, a quarter million dollar speaking fee. And that signals to the other bankers that, oh, these guys have Clinton there. They're on the inside. And I think they've aligned themselves with the 
party that they thought was going to be successful, but really is going to uh, subterfuge and sabotage them. And uh, we'll see. Coup is pronounced coup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you realize that the GOP hates real Donald Trump and that their job is to get him out by any means necessary, then you realize that the GOP is guilty in the total destruction of the U.S. Of us. Yeah, absolutely. There's people compromised on both sides, right? It's not a Republican thing. You know, I, I pointed out yesterday, Republicans own the Dominion machines, the Dominion company, then it became Democrat run, and it's not. It's all deep state. These are all deep state assets. That's the problem here. Yeah, Adam Schiff, I got him number one for uh, Dominion's Mr. Fancy Fingers. He's been quiet. Pitchforks won us our freedoms. Time we start acting like patriots. Well, they have freaking sharks flying around with spa in space with laser beams on their head, and they can shoot you from space, right? So... Uh, it's going to take a lot, is all I'm saying. Nashville bombing all wrapped up. Okay, I'll watch that later. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, you know, I think this crypto stuff that we, that we opened with is important, and I'm glad to see that that's kind of some of this stuff is happening, and they're getting getting their act together as far as banks are basically going to create their own settlement network that's going to handle last mile settlement, bring them into the digital age, stop forcing them to, uh, you know, run to the, the, uh, the Fed or, you know, some other big private company and really level playing field idea. So I think this is really great. Um... And then there's just been some tremendous allegations leveled at by Lynn Wood. And if that stuff comes out, hold on to your hats because it's going to get really, really interesting. Of course, somebody's mentioned Vatican here in the comments. We've also had that guy, U.S. government official over there. They're saying the, the votes actually went into the Vatican, that they went over somewhere over in Europe and then into Rome and this guy set the whole thing up. So it's, it's coming out. They know the pieces. It's, we're just waiting on this big reveal, which might be this week, but who knows? We'll see. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Sam, I am. We'll catch y'all next broadcast.